the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour each and every Sunday night. We discuss and dissect, I used to say political talking points. I so wish this was where we could swear. I think you could just say nonsense at this point, yeah? It's bull dung. Didn't Fair swear. Enough. Didn't swear. Fair enough. It's just ridiculousness after ridiculousness. And I'll tell you what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. I came into the studio and I had the luxury. There was no live guest before me. So I had the studio to myself, right? I walk in yep. and I have to turn on the TVs. And much to... Sometimes you do. Sometimes I do it. Today I did it. And much to the chagrin, someone left CNN on. Yeah. And the top story as we are... You know, the music is playing, and I'm reading the CNN headlines, how now it is it is historically a tactic of racism to portray Jesus as being a white man. I mean, <laughs> listen, we could discuss the fact of, uh, you know, how he's portrayed, and I don't necessarily think he looked like a biker from Villa Park. I think he probably looked like someone that was a little bit more ethnic. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I he was a Mediterranean yeah, guy. Okay. He's I mean, of we Jewish could discuss descent, that. Right? In fact, it's, it's, popular yeah. mechanics scientifically took the shroud yeah. of Jesus. Did you see this? Uh, yeah. Took, took the shroud of Jesus and reconstructed his face. You believe, from what you was believe that thing's real? I, I, let's just, for the sake of this CNN story, go along with it. We'll okay. discuss conspiracies in the last segment. We should you know discuss I like the uh, pharaohs as well. And we'll do all that. And, um, and I get it, but I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just where you're constantly inundated every minute of every day yeah. of not only must you bow knee and you're a slave, you must bow knee. We have now got society so mindset of a slave that I saw a couple at Lou Malnati's picking up a pizza, just the two of them in the car, and they had the mask on. Morons. Yeah. Just get a license plate that says, I'm a moron, and my wife should be driving the car, uh, I have no no yeah. say in Unless our. I mean, you're it's an Uber driver, basically. There's there's no reason to be driving with your. So mask you know, I, I'm watching the collapse of my American spirit. I'm watching the the the, the, the true degradation of American history as we see just the the wrong. By the way, they're wrong as they bastardize American history. Yeah. They're wrong about as we had Beetlejuice claim to remove Christopher Columbus because she was making things peaceful. Is it peaceful now? 
Wasn't there another protest uh, the night uh, after? No, a- no, actually, that solved every problem in the city. There's no more violence. There's oh. no more violent crime. There's no more domestic. Nothing. No need to look on hate. Nope. Jackets. It was all, okay. nope, all Columbus. All right, it was all Columbus. Fair yep. enough. Fair enough. I mean, as we as it's hard enough as for those of you who have kids as they come home and their moronic, sophomoric, juvenile teachers with their first little job try to brainwash. Your child that some of us pay tuition for and others think that, uh, you know, they're going to be taken care of forever in school. So that was hard enough to adjust to. But now to have newscasters adopt inaccuracies about America, about history, about figures throughout history and buy this tagline of this ingrained systemic racism yeah. that everybody has. You're just too stupid to know it. I, I, well, I'm going to have to choose something. They hope it's true, so they don't bother to find out whether or not it's true. You know, it's, 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 just, it's just to the point now where to, to, I think that people are being, dis, they're, they're just, their mind is, they're disgusted with the reality of what's happening. And I think what's going to happen is they're, they're kind of being quiet and they're coming together among like-minded people. And I think, and I had a discussion with this with somebody here in 560 a day or two ago, I think it is going to be a bigger win for Donald Trump than anybody is anticipating. I'm sorry, I'm well, not buying the polling, and you know me, I'm not a Trump guy, I'm not in the, banging a tambourine, I'm not a hornblower. Right, and we're, we're, we have that in common, but we both value sort of intellectual honesty, right? So you, if, if you're just being completely full of it, we're going to call you out no matter who you are. And so if you keep doing this, you're just going to energize people who wouldn't really care who might vote libertarian or who might not vote. Yeah. They're, they're going to now go, you know what? No, I, I think I need to cast my. And you can tell this from the last couple of shows I've done. The, you, you know, you talk yeah. to me off the air. And yep. when I fill in for Steve Cortez, it's obvious to me at this point, if you as a Chicagoan, if you as an a, Illinois, and if you as an adult American cannot figure out Democrats aren't a political party, they are a mafia. That is a Marxist mafia. They are fascists. They, they, they orchestrate actions through dictate and authoritarianism, the same time preaching against authoritarianism like that Beetlejuice freak in her little 38 short suit from Kittyland. She, she, Took the statues down in the dark of night. Here's the one good thing. Let's look at the upside. I didn't know municipal workers worked at all, let alone in the dark of night. It's nice to see she got somebody to turn a wrench. Oh, my friend, you are forgetting about Migs Field then. Yeah, well, that they hired the Rossi Construction for well, that. Okay, fair enough. They didn't actually do it. Come on, why would they get out? They don't. You know, don't want to. They don't want to disrupt. Are their breakfast joints open that early in the morning? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I think there are. Lou Melnati's are they open? Yeah, Lou Melnati's isn't. All right. The reality is, this is a mafia working under the cover of a political party. That the corruption and the fascism in it is so blatantly obvious today, instead of fight against it the way I think we should, I think people are afraid to speak out because you have just lived through three months where as an American, you didn't even know how much of a slave you are. Until you, Until you realize they like shut that. down your business, they shut down your employer, yeah. they, they, they literally seized your life. And all I'm thinking about... Oh, and about, they made it illegal to leave your house without a mask. That's the caveat. And, that's and they the want cherry. to pretend like it was legislation. That's, that's part of an emergency executive order. They want to pretend like that's legislation. Yeah. Oh, this will be the case for the foreseeable future. No, that expires. And then what? That then you expired. need legislation. 
60 days ago. Well, technically, it expired at the end of May. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are, and at the two old bags at Lou Malnati's with their mask on, and you walk into Mariano's, and everybody, even the silly people, are looking at you like, oh, what are you doing without a mask on? It is now become in America where you are the standout, you are the rebel if you implement the very things that made you American. Not just a rebel, you are uh, classified. Right, you are a classified rebel. You are somebody who is not approved to be yeah. part of the social discussion. So the opportunists that crawl out of the woodwork when this happens—that's what sickens me. Yeah, and that's what I spend a lot of time on lately. And it's been brought to my attention. Well, and the fools that follow them—the former people who were, you know, during the Barack Obama years—they came out as Tea Party members. They came out as conservatives. They pretended to be capitalists. Yeah. And this entire group, and I'm going to tell you, it's from Jonah Goldberg to George Will to ex-radio hosts here to all kinds of scoundrels and scallywags that are directing people to, if you don't like the climate, to vote for Democrats. Are you, are you that stupid living in Chicago, Illinois, to think that voting for a Democrat is somehow going to help you when you live in a state, when you live in a city, when you live in a county, when you watch your neighbors look at you for being a free man and acting like one. You want to know how this ends? It ends like the ghetto of Chicago, where one district, one district produces 80% of the revenue. That means the rest of it is all just along for the ride. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it, it, Chicago should be pointed as to should be pointed to by national Republicans as the destination of what happens when you vote for Democrats. Because, you know, we're, they're going to have experts come on. They've had them come on. Joe Biden has been a corrupt, fraudulent scumbag who's not only enriched his two moron brothers and his dog-faced sister since he became in politics. And his kid. Don't worry out there. I'm not forgetting about Hunter. Or, or uh, what's his name? Hunter. And what's the other one? That, that, I don't know. Did don't you see care. him capitalize on, the, on his death when he talked to Obama this week? Yeah. Unbelievable. Shameless and disgusting. But anyway, this has been a 47-year pattern with this man. <laughs> and now I'm listening to people who I thought during the Tea Party, they were fighting for the righteousness of Americanism, and there is a movement out there to, number one, get you to vote Democrat, or number two, get you to throw away your vote. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little upset. We, we, we should have maybe scheduled some things. I was going to get we, some libertarians lot, on. We've got a lot sort of moving around this week. I've and, been approached uh, by libertarians. I've looked at their, at their platform, and I am here to tell you, don't be fooled by that con job either. What do you think of that? Yeah, I know. It's it's an earth stater. I'm sorry. I looked through all their propaganda. They're lockstep with Democrats, promising you some inert uh, freedom that somehow they'll deliver if only we admit America's bad. Don't let scumbags and opportunists rewrite American history to steal the future. That's the trick. 312-642-5600. We are trained Marxists. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. We have racists, and they've existed, they've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. What a moron. What an absolute moron. Yeah. And I, I have yet He's, to have a Democrat defend this idiot. So let's, let's, let's just touch, uh, I can think of five, can you? Right? 
Presidents? Uh, presidents who were racist. Let's see, Wilson's an obvious one. Come on, FDR LBJ? Put, uh, FDR put a I Japanese mean, I hate into to internment camps. To, to all of the people LBJ who, was out of sight racist. Surface knowledge people support LBJ. The, the of rest of them realize how he obtained his fortune and exactly how he manipulated bills to seize entire ethnicities' loyalty right. versus the reality of what they do. Right. I mean, you could always tell a lot about people. I, that's why I love when people support FDR. Yeah. You can think of five over-the-top racists just in the 20th century. I think FDR was a racist. Yes, I, we said that. Yeah. Did you say FDR? Yeah, I, I mentioned internment camps. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you go back through time. <laughs> oh, man. Into the 1800s, you've got, I mean, the Trail of Tears was at. Uh, um, um, How about the Democrat Jeff? Party is the party of racism? How about. Yes. I mean, are you, are we pretending that Klansmen were not Democrats as recently as 2000? What's the guy, Byrd? Yeah. yeah Bird. He was a grand wizard. And then you also had Strom Thurmond on the Republican side. Look, there are racists out there. There were far more racists back in the day, and there will be far fewer racists in the future if we can start being honest with each other and have real conversations have we, and start demonizing people. But hey, the, the funny thing about this is Joe Biden is in numerous photographs cheering Bird. Well, yeah. He spoke and about say him that, and oh, his well, eulogy. He turned, a, he turned a, a leaf at some point, and it's like, well, I, you know, yeah, okay, but but what did he actually do in Congress? Well, he gave him, he nothing. eulogized yeah. a Klansman. Yeah. This is the guy that is supposed to be running for the Democrat Party because he's going to be down with the minorities. The meantime, you look at his history, it is a legacy of racism. Remember Trent Lott? Sure. Do you remember why Trent Lott got drummed out of his leadership position? You get caught in a bathroom with a guy? Uh, he had said Strom Thurmond was a good guy after he died. Oh, right, 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 right. He, he literally just, he didn't, he didn't say anything about policies and everything. He said, he, you know, he's a good guy. He probably would have made good decisions as a president. I am, and he was out. I am telling you, the people that normally don't vote, you got to remember, whenever you talk about polls, you know why polls don't matter and they never really did? 50% of the country doesn't vote. 50%. Uh, it's more than that. I think uh, I think our best turnout was 46% of yeah, eligible 54. voters. I could do math. So, we could do yeah, math. And that's just the people who are registered to vote. There are a lot of people who aren't registered who could be. That's the point. Yeah. And now they've made it easier. Now, see, the assumption the Democrats have made. Now, sometimes in small ghetto neighborhoods of Democrats, they've made them right, where they can fake votes or they can have their friends fill out the votes in the voter booth after nobody shows up. Yeah, I know that doesn't happen. Right, Cicero? Nah, doesn't happen in these little districts because it's a mafia, right? So that might work for them in those little wannabe gangster neighborhoods. That'll, that'll work out for them. But you got to remember, it's a big country. Big country. I can't believe I'm the only person who was so proud to be an American, who understood what Americanism was, and understood exactly what was happening here, and how racism isn't an action of people as, as a, on a whole, but of individuals, and racism is you could always tell who the dumbest person is in the crowd. That's the racist. And why I say that is only a moron would look at people as if they were one, as if they had the same emotions, the same feelings. I mean, is it is it that few white people that don't understand black people can think for themselves? They're actually individuals. They have different experiences and they have a different life. And they are some of them before any politician ever got involved with race. They were proud of themselves and their legacy because of what they did and their country. In fact, what really got me set off was the WNBA. Mm. I mean, I sent you those two clips. Yep. 
Do you have the? Could you play the WNBA, please? Yeah, give me one second. I got to go back through. All right, you know what? I'm going to take the call in the meantime, and you will go. No, we got back. it. We're right here. All right, go ahead. Anthem was played. We saw the players leave the floor, go back to their respective locker rooms. One of those actions we'll see throughout the season as part of the social justice initiative. Yeah, social first of justice. many ways that we will see WNBA plays, players using their voices all season long. This is nothing new for these women. They have been proactive when it comes to speaking out on social injustices for the life of the WNBA. Oh, we're, 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 this is the first of many ways. What other ways are we going to have... Uh... First Full of all, body tattoos. Nobody's watching the WNBA when you could go to the stands. Well, some people are. Lori Lightfoot's watching. The moms and the Lori Lightfoots. I'll give you that. That's who watched it. The moms and the Lori Lightfoots. Yeah. I want to know exactly what year was it when these morons, all dressed in their same little costumes and outfits, all became philosophers. All were capable of making a political statement. Because, see, what I remember specifically in the 90s, in the 80s, what I saw was athletes went from the brightest and the smartest, who also were athletes, to the morons who couldn't read but got passed and got scholarships. Does anybody remember every single interview since 1997 of an athlete? Am I the only one that does? Yeah, I I don't see every single, but here's the thing, too, is you know at least half of them are... And this is this is why it's it's really a problem, right? If somebody voices a stupid opinion and you just ignore them. But the problem is that you're not allowed to voice a different opinion. So if a couple of those players had stayed out on the court and kept shooting around, guess what? They probably wouldn't start. They'd be ostracized you, by their teammates. If people watch the them, issue. if people watch baseball, if people watch football, I'm sorry, you're contributing to your own destruction. Here's how you get back. It don't watch it. The Cubs playing in an empty stadium. Who cares? Well, are you adults? I mean, I, I feel like I'm talking about, you know, when, when you listen to a grown man talk about the Cubs, they come in the cigar store with their stupid shirts on, their hat, all dressed up like they're 10, and their mommy's taking them to school for, for, for Halloween. It's moronic. I was I was lost back in the day when they just everything was a cause. Grow you know, up. Every month there's a different. The reality thing. is these kids, these flunkies who were dragged through school because they could hit the ball, these are the guys who are now your American philosophers. Wake up. Casey, thanks for calling the show. How are you? I'm good. You know, I just want to take it from a from a typical democratic's um shoes here. You're looking at um Biden won one state. South Carolina and the three front runners, I believe, were Pete Buttigieg, uh, Bernie Sanders, and Amy Klobuchar. He wins one state, and in one night, they all flip and endorse him. Because it's a mafia. That's a flag to me. It's a mafia, Casey. They don't have a system. You got to realize these political clubs. They're just good good old boy organizations. These are like in Brooklyn and New York, like John Gotti's Ravens Club. They're just mafia figures. They got their own little clubhouse, and the rules are whatever they say they are. Only a moron would think there's actually. Do you think that they? Why? Why else would they block out the real people who threaten this guy? You know that Tulsi oh, Gibbard. Yeah. That Tulsi Gibbard, among actual Gabbard. Gabbard, among actual people, she had some steam with her. Oh, Notice how they froze her out, right? I mean, it has been a a good old boy mafia. Since since the Kennedys corrupt, I mean, even yeah. before that, way before that, it's a hundred years of corruption. And you know what? You have to prove that, Casey. Look at the sewer, the head. If there was a head of of, of the corrupt state, it would be Chicago. 
Chicago is such a ridiculous, corrupt sewer. We Illinoisans think that's how government works. We think it's normal for this kind of stuff to go on. Don't even consider the fact that there's something better. I mean, it's it is. uh, You do realize, Casey. We don't talk about it, and it's like some secret, I guess. How do you think these jobs get handed out to these guys? Why do you think you got guys in Bridgeport, you got guys on the North Shore, you got guys on the South Side, their grandfather worked for the street department, the father worked for the street department, they worked for the street mm-hmm. department, and then they all got the taverns on the side. It's organized crime. It's just with public money, so nobody cares about it. That's why they all protect each other, and that's why a, a, a mafia don like Mike Madigan, who, by the way, Everybody knows he's a gangster. You've had 50 years of people pretending this guy's not a gangster the whole time he wielded power like a gangster. And it's so obvious, I can't believe it took this long, except that's how you kind of realize that gangster pull and clout, that goes awful high. They could insulate themselves from a lot of problems, you right? Know, what I've heard from uh, some of my Democrat friends is over the years is just, well, you know, it's like with Daly. You know, oh, well, he might be a little corrupt, but you know, and he knows how to run the city. People would say that about Madigan. That's, oh, he knows how to run the state. Said, the ex- yeah, into bankruptcy. Thank you, Casey, for calling. That's the acceptance of it. That's the part that if yeah. we're gonna, if you're really interested in changing things, now listen. I know we're in a culture where the Republicans and the Democrats. I'm going to tell you very seriously, especially when it comes to economics, you can't tell much of a difference. As I just watched Steve Mnuchin today on Fox News promise to continue money that would make Obama blush. It was disgusting what what they're going to do. But nonetheless, the reality is. The idea you would let in this failing, doddering old fool who stole, stole the position he's in. Run for president is offensive enough. The idea anybody but people in on the mafia would vote for him is disgusting. Do not be fooled by the charlatans. Unfortunately, you have one choice if you don't want to be a slave. 312-642-5600. You won't gallivant with your foosball friends while I'm sitting here all day with nobody to keep me company? Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. That's why I gotta stop watching TV when the music plays. It throws me completely off track. Blew everything I wanted to go into, but here's the nice thing. Got nothing to do with that Baby Ruth. The Baby Ruth was delicious, Uh, by the way. Baby Ruth is the best. Uh, we we are not in- sponsored by Baby Ruth. No. no. We have an entire second hour, and I have three callers on the lines. I love this. Hang on. We're going to go to you. we got the second half of the first hour. What are you talking about? We're going to go to you in order. I, you know, to me, it just goes too fast. i got to really lobby for more time. Nick, thanks for calling. How are you, buddy? Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, recently we had uh, this football player. I don't even remember which team he was with, but uh, he uh, got put on quarantine for 14 days because they caught him. Uh, going to a strip club, I believe it was in Miami. Yeah. But he said that he only went there for the dinner. That's like me. I I only buy those magazines for the article. Like Playgirl. <laughs> I, I, I mean, play yeah. boy. What am I saying? You know, yeah, I'll, be I'll, fair, I'll put I don't, my mouth and I'm in trouble. I don't it, think Florida strip clubs are doing any kind of contact. Or in his defense, that, so. though, I have been it's all social distance. to a couple of these places. They, there is a bacon and egg sandwich there, Nick. I'll tell you what. If you haven't had it, okay. you will crave it. So, you know, maybe he just went okay. for a bacon and egg sandwich. If he was at Pure, pure yeah, Platinum, I believe it's it. really quite so, good. Those open for breakfast, wife, if he's married, yeah. if he's married, if I was his wife, I'd believe it. Nick, you know what it is? They use a, they use a Swiss cheese in the bacon. It's really something different. Oh. But thank you, Nick. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all about the food, man. The more you know, buddy. That's every time I get caught. That's what I, It's the bacon and egg sandwich. 
What are you nuts? Uh, All right, Tim. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for calling the show, Tim. How are you? Hey guys, um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, look, I got a little bit more of a positive spin on everything. It's a big picture. We like optimism. Look, I I think the 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 deep state, and I hate to use that term. Let's call them the old guard. Yeah, Some like of these that. things are they're they're going down. The Vatican's, the Burks. Uh, you're seeing indictments of ex-congressmen in Michigan. Tim, you know why I, you know why they're, I, I could tell I like you. We're getting there. We're winning. We're winning. Tim, he's 80. <laughs> Tim, he's 80, brother. You realize when we were kids, they have no, right? no problem ushering him out at this Back point. in the 70s, right, when there were three cars to pick from, all had crushed velour, sunroofs were an option. Way back Love in the it. 70s. Yeah. This guy's living like Shaft, baby. You understand? He's got it all. He's gone yeah. 50 years. He's been a mafia don. You're going to catch him yeah, now? And- he can't go to the bathroom without help. Ooh, it's a big achievement. His entire life, he's been a mafia well, I hear don. you, but it's a start. It's yeah. better. Come how on. About, how about Ed now, Burke? How about this? Yeah. How about this? Yeah, why well, Burke? I don't know much about it. You know, I, my to- wife, it, it, whatever, a Chicago girl. She lived in Green Bay, and I married her, and I'm a cheesehead. Look, oh. things are changing. Yeah. Well- things are changing. I love that, brother, but I wish it was changing in the right direction. You're in a week, by the way, thanks for the call. You're living in a week when a little girl with no credentials who, who won a, a job, won it. She's now a mayor. She not only has so far threatened business people, whoever, who open, mm-hmm. she's mandating pay what you pay the workers. She's massively increased costs while guaranteeing you not to provide any services. And by the way, she just took down monuments because she said she had the authority to do it. And don't worry about it. We'll take care of it later. Yeah, right. All without a vote, brother. I mean, I love a guy like that. And that's truly how you he's probably a great husband and a great father because he's optimistic. And by the way, all entrepreneurs, I'm optimistic. I could add to his optimism because BLM and a lot of these protesters are very upset with Lightfoot that she didn't have the statue like dumped in a lake or something, that it's going into a museum. She's not making any friends anywhere. Bolsheviks, liars, and Marxists. That's what it is, right? Because you see them at the party. Did you see the shindig where they're dancing and they're topping and they're they're slagging to the left? No, and I don't To the right. Did you see it? It's a party for them. You understand? This is the one time in their measly, useless lives. They feel important. In the meantime, it's because we've gone 40 years letting the kids decide what we're going to do. That's all you are. This is the culmination. This is the destination of a society that has geared itself towards children making the rules and losers feeling like winners. What did you think it was going to happen? How did you think it was going to end? You're in a state that's bankrupt, and what do they do? Spend more money and promise to tax that somehow, if you can manage to make money, they're going to tax you more. I mean, if you can't see the trajectory is that of a, a golf ball into a wall. Eduardo, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Yeah, Sean, thank you very much. Uh, can we see Dr. Fauci and those virtual reality uh, fans at, at games instead of him throwing out the pitch so that way we can speed up the vaccine process Eduardo, why is it every pilot every every guy i know that works for a government they they do 20 years and maybe a day maybe a year if their kids in school and then they leave this son of a dog's been in politics for 40 years right. what is he doing is he ever going to retire what the hell is he doing we need another guy who's got to worry about his tube socks hitting himself that then just retiring move on what are you doing I, I want to see more of the scarf lady. 
I don't mind Bird. the scarf lady. She was, I have an aunt that, that she was very dressed just like my aunt. She's very, been very uh, straightforward with everything she says, too. She doesn't go out on a limb. She doesn't pretend like she knows everything. Here's the problem, Eduardo. We're in an American Republican government, and I know that this guy's not a Republican, right? It's obvious Fauci's not a Republican. I'm really concerned with the idea that we've got a handful of people setting the rules for me and you and everybody. How did this happen in America? How are 5, 10, 20 people controlling everybody? I'm sorry, that is third world corrupt government stuff, not America. I want my country back. 312-642-5600. What's going on now is the single greatest scam in the history of American politics. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. You know, a listener, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean from EP. And Sean is spelled S-H-A-U-N, the correct way. I still don't know how you get seen. How seen is somehow Sean. I don't get it. S-E-A-N. S-H-A-U-N. I get, you know, in emails uh, regarding you, I get a lot of S-H-A-W-N. That's a girl. Which, which, right. But I also have seen guys with S-H-A-W-N. That that I kind of get. But yeah, if you name your kid Sean, S-E-A-N, you just hate your kid. Yeah, see, that's the beauty of having an Italian mother. She just sounded it out. No, she uh, she loves Sean Connery. S-C-H-A-U-N. It's got to be S-H-A-U-N. So that's how it went. But anyway, she sent me a, a tweet of this young kid. And we all remember it when you go to work. Yep. Your first paycheck. And you're like 15, 16. And, yeah. You know, and you go, work. Oh, yeah. I worked 20 hours. Uh-huh. I got $10. That's $200. Yeah, and you're doing the math in your head. And oh, his, yeah. his father and I, it, somebody else filmed it. That's it is so the funny. greatest thing. I'm going to retweet it. And you just realize that it, and, and what that kid is witnessing. He's looking at the, the lines. He's, he's been at extorted. Security, Medicare. He's, he's been extorted by strangers. But the reality, I'm just talking to base stuff. He doesn't have the intellectual. He's not going through it like that. He's just looking. 20% of his money. I got my money's gone. What happened? You, I've been extorted by strangers. Yep. I have nobody to complain about it. And by the way, I worked hard for this. It's, there's a certain futility in that yeah. where you're not satisfied with the money. I had an old boss at the Merck. His name was Rich Bose. I loved him. He looked like Uncle Fester with Harry. He had the baggy eyes and everything. It was great. Nice. And he used, to, he used to not be there when I got my check. And he'd be like, I, he, <laughs> finally, I asked him, why aren't you ever here? He goes, because I know that's your most miserable day at work is yeah. the day you get paid. It really was. Yeah, nobody wants to be around and, and we live in a city and a state that has taken that money and spread it corruptly to its friends and haven't done any of the services. You know, I, I took a ride the other day. I was forced to go down the Eisenhower. It is a sewer. I have never seen a more filthy, despicable expressway. I've been all over this country. I have never seen a more filthy, disgraceful one than the Eisenhower. You know, the one where they got that Jane Byrne thing. What does that thing cost? We don't know. We're eight years into it. Eight years into it. They built a 34-mile bridge in, from Hong Kong to China in seven years. The Jane Byrne is how long is it? I mean, you, it's just sickening. They take this kid's money, they take your money, and they waste it at best. If you give them the benefit of the doubt, they waste it. But what they really do is enrich themselves, and they just keep taking it. It's, it's, it. So that kid, is. there's going to be a ramification to that. He's going to look and say, well, why, why go to work? Why? Let alone the promise of taking more of it, and in the meantime, 
For 50 years, they live like mafia. Don's like Madigan. Ooh, you got him. I got news for you. He'll never spend a day, not one day, not in this life. Bill, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm getting back to Fauci. I, uh, I had second thoughts about him about two weeks after he came on the scene. I'm seeing Fauci bobblehead dolls sold on TV. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? And then this guy, he's, uh, he's on all these liberal talk shows and that. How's he doing any research? You see, he's throwing baseballs out. Uh, you know I mean, it, it, to me, he's just a. Uh, Bill, Bill how, can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer if you're uncomfortable. No, I, how, how old are you? I'm 66. Remember when we were, when you, you know, I'm 52. But remember when we were kids, who went to go work for the, for the government? Who were the guys that went to go work for the government? Well, mostly the guys that were drafted. Well, I, well yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's and that's more of a slavery than working, but okay. Guys. Yeah, no, but I, you know what? I, I think they need to do that again, too, personally. But you remember the more civil to the point, service? It was the, guy who, uh, it was the guys who, uh, you know, got guys out who of couldn't the get jobs. Yeah. When I was a kid, you got to remember, it was the yeah. 80s. There was in no Chicago, In Chicago, unless you paid somebody off, you didn't get no city job or government job. Yeah. You had a, somebody else paid somebody. off. It was where guys just, went to not do anything. It's where the least yeah. of us went. Right. It's where the guys who had no aspirations, those guys who gave away their youth so that they could someday retire in some fantasy land, which, by the way, they were right. They do get they they do get to retire like millionaires. And 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 mind you, they do it out of state. They don't they don't stay here. I I love that. that. Come on. Even Columbus knew he had to get the hell out of here. No, I'm kidding. Thank you, Bill. Columbus made it this far. Calling the show. Take care. care. Thank you again. (laughs) No, but my point is, this guy went into government at a time where, if he was really this brilliant as he's been touted, wouldn't he have went in the private sector? Oh, I think so. Or are we to believe he's one of these angels? Super altruistic. He's an altruistic angel, right? Like Barack Obama, who, by the way, he went in government for you. And he went in government to change things. And he bought his $17 million mansion on the ocean out of just charity. And this he's is a guy who spend the, spend the night there, right? I have said it before. I'm well, you know, the whole thing with Resco and the transfer of, right. of the real estate so he could buy yeah. his house, Barack Obama, I'm speaking of. Yes. And not well, only that, but then cutting the lot, lot next door in half so it couldn't be resold. Do you know why that, that right. Tony Resco had to do that? Because uh, Barack couldn't get the mortgage. Oh, okay. So he went from the inability to get a mortgage to, to all of a sudden buying $30 million houses in Hawaii, $17 million houses on the East Coast. Now, when was that? that? He's, an, were, he's an altruist. They were throwing mortgages out like it was candy at a, at a 4th of July parade. Well, my favorite is Dodd, Chris Dodd. Yeah. Chris Dodd, who wrote Dodd Frank, yeah. had an had a, had a, a, a interest-only sweetheart mortgage on three properties the whole time he wrote the new regulations to you know, curb in the, the mortgage companies. By the way, it was yeah. one company, Countrywide. Scumbag above scumbags. This is the guy who pretended to write the legislation that nationalized mortgage lending. Yeah. And, you know, in the meantime, this is a party. By the way, these, these, this party that this comes from, this is a crime family. How could any American that's not in it? Listen, I know, I know a, a lot of wannabe gangster guys. If you're in on the scam, I get it. Then vote for this scumbag, doddering old fool. But can you look at this like a man or a woman and say this is the direction of our country? As you realize, the philosophy isn't the reality of how the mafia works. They are making hundreds, if not billions of dollars. Hundreds and hundreds of millions. 312-642-5600. You're an idiot. This is the Liberty Hour. 
Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. I think it's the reality of I'm watching people that understand how detrimental to our future the policies we're already implementing are, let alone if this country should make the greatest, the second greatest mistake it's ever made and elect the figurehead of the organized crime family, the Democrats and Joe Biden, because that's all he is. Admittedly, even they know he's not capable of making it to three in the afternoon. In his defense, I was going to say, in his defense, he only remembers half of that corruption. He, he, yeah. <laughs> the, they, but the people that are even, even Democrats know he's feeble and incapable of doing the job. Well, I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of them defend it. I've actually got audio here of Democrats defending Biden. Hold on one second. <laughs> it's nice. Thrilling, I mean, thrilling and compelling. The arguments that I've had with with people who are so just and, you know, I've sat behind this microphone for three and a half years when when Trump was one of the candidates, I spoke vehemently and I am vehemently against Mnuchin financial policies and Keynesian economics and printing and borrowing and ridiculousness. I think it is outrageous that Peter Navarro could somehow seize the the trade of our country, and unfortunately, and the, whole coronavirus, the whole coronavirus, the whole coronavirus thing has just given them basically a blank check to do so. And they are you've got these people are now in control of our financial life in America. But you know what? I don't forget is they're Democrats. Those two guys are, are have always been Democrats until they heard the name Donald Trump. So I'm going to give Trump. He just did. I don't know if he just didn't know. But the reality is we can come back from bad Keynesian policy. You can yes. reverse this quickly. The money you can't. The money we're just ever, it's just nobody think, cares anymore, though, about the debt. Even conservatives don't. Right. Care. Part of the problem, I think, with Trump and the people he surrounds himself with is, is one of his strengths, which is he was an outsider, right? This is not yeah. a career politician. But there are some advantages to being a career politician in the sense of knowing who's who, who does what, yeah. what the situations are with the different. I can't know, believe he hired one of them and everything else. But yeah, I mean, you've you've got to. I can't believe have. he hired one of them, let alone both of them, and then gave him this kind of power. It's unprecedented. It's like a personnel manager. However, you know, let me be very clear: these two failures, these two frauds, are a thousand times better than the socialism. Joe Biden is demanding and telling you he's going to do. If he only said, because they have to pretend they're not doing that. He said in a tweet yesterday, every single worker from every single industry has to have a minimum income. What? He's talking about a $15 minimum wage at first, but then he said minimum income. Do you realize what we're facing here, ladies and gentlemen? This isn't normal. This isn't America. This isn't you teaching your kid how to be a man. This is the government giving everyone a life. This is Soviet Union Marxism. This is, this is government taking control of every business. You understand what it's like to own these businesses? What if you don't want to pay $15 or you don't want to hire anybody? Can you do that still? Or will the government say, no, no, no. If your business produces X amount of dollars, it has to have this many employees. Is it that far of a leap for them to tell you how many employees you have? I mean, I, I, I'm living in a reality I didn't think was possible five months ago where the government could literally shut down the world. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. And we're arguing about, gee, you think, I, I think Trump's just a little too loud on his tweets. And so me too. Okay, me too. 
I think his economics are bad. Yeah, me too. Me too. But the idea you see an alternative to him in the Democrat mafia Nazi party, I'm sorry. I think you've lost your mind. Shelly, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Real quick. Good, thank you. I have three options. Pick any or all of things. Shelly, hold on. I went to you too late. Just hang on. I'm going to come back to you. Yeah, I gotta look at the calls. That's that was well, you gotta look at the calls too, because that's a long call. What are we in our, our third third year? Uh, we're in our fourth, actually. I'm gonna get it on the fifth. 312 642 5600 This is the Liberty Hour where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. So I just got a tweet. Let's go to, Let's go right to Shelly. Yeah, I we totally her. would. Shelly, thanks for holding Hi. on. Thank you. No Sorry. problem. So you can pick any of the three topics that apparently you can see. Or I'll just start with one of them, which is uh, why I'm done with Major League Baseball and the Cubs after 45-plus years. It's all this uh, Black Lives Matter stuff on the mound and, you know, who does or doesn't pay attention to the Star-Spangled Banner. When my dad took me in the 70s, he was so angry because while everyone stood at attention, hands over heart, to the Star-Spangled Banner, Jose Cardinal used his glove and scratched his butt. And my dad was furious. Imagine what it would be like now. You remember, do you remember going to this? I mean, obviously you do, you just said it, but I used to love that as a kid. I wasn't really into sports that much, but I would go, my grandfather would take me. And the stand, when they would say the national anthem and that feeling would go through the stadium, it was just wonderful. Absolutely, and the players were in a line, and it was wonderful. We rarely came down. We lived in the suburbs, but my dad would come and he'd find tickets outside of you know, by using hand signals to yeah. buy tickets. You know what these? You know what? You know what, Shelley? Though these, that's because they understood that this is one of the few countries on the planet where they were making, regardless of what era, you could say whether they were super wealthy or wealthy, but they were making significant money to play a game. I think they felt a certain sense of of thank of of gratitude for that. You know, and and you know what's funny too, Shelley? I hope in my lifetime. I will see these punks, these morons, these steroid freaks put back into their place as they go back to to laugh at for being 30 years old and running around with a ball. I hope they get laughed at in my lifetime because that's what I do, and I think that's the path society should take. All of a sudden, we're turning to them as if they're philosophical founders or they have a right to say, strangers are racist or systems that only implement absolute opportunity are somehow bias. I mean, it, it's just a sickening time to well, live this in. This coronavirus empty stadium thing goes it on very long. Very, they won't be paid very that much. Unfortunate time to live in. And you know what's funny too, Shelly? The idea that they used to be the political leader. Why are, you know what, the First Amendment does not say you have an absolute right of freedom of speech. It says the government shall not impose laws that limit your freedom of speech. So when people are told by their bosses this is not the place to make those stands, they shouldn't be making those stands. The political leader I think people need in their life is knowledge. The, the, the problem is these kids have, have accepted rumors and fraud 
as history. You know, I'm lucky enough to, to go to school prior to this age of gossip. When we went to school, we had to learn. And we had teachers that were inquisitive and teachers that were taught you to be suspicious of even information they were sometimes giving you. I, the best teachers I had in my life were teachers who made me question the books they were making me read out of. And that's the way education was when I was a kid. What you have now, as I listen to these, these morons talk as if they're philosophical, and they're kids, and they, they make accusations of things called systemic racism and bias of a system. There is such an ignorance there that you realize at that point you can't discuss things with them anymore. And that's why we have what we're seeing is the collapse of society. As they're demonizing strangers and condemning them for being things they're not, as they're rewriting history. You know, my favorite thing in this Columbus debate was the accusation that Columbus was somehow not kind to the indigenous people. And the ignorance of the fact of the matter is that his most loyal friend and his godson to his son was an Indian that he met here in America that he begged Columbus to take him back to Spain with. And he did. And he took him on all the adventures and that him, he was a liaison to his tribe and Columbus was loved I think among a lot indigenous of people, people. Yeah, I think a lot of people just simply attribute anything bad that the Spanish ever did to any indigenous people <laughs> as just being from Columbus directly toward those people. Like like Columbus, yeah, he brought some diseases with him because they didn't understand epidemiology. Yeah. Because, you know, it was the 1400s. It's exactly weirdos. right. Um, and, the, and the other thing, too, is... He wasn't is, passing around, around typhoid blankets. No or, white man or no European could ever do to the Indians what the Apaches did. They were the most vicious among. Killed, I don't know how many thousands of their own, of, of other Indians because well, they weren't in their tribe. The, the it wasn't point, though, some lollipop knowledge where they were right. making cornmeal and everybody was beating laundry down on the river. They were killing each other. And, and even if it's not, okay, you can't attribute that to this person, you can't attribute that to this person. Just understand that the water, the water is Thanks, muddy. Thanks, Shelly, for calling. Thank the you. water's muddy. Yeah. Right? There, there is no plus There's, and minus. There is no black and white. The water's muddy. There are good people here. There are bad people here. And there are there's good people over there. There the are bad people is, over there. The other thing is, there's information you can try to seek oh, out yeah. to make yourself more learned. But there are also there's also really terrible information that's easy sure. to seek out too. And there that's, are people's books that I've, I've read a couple of books on uh, on the sort of early European conquest and that, and it's just some of it is just garbage. You know, I love this kind of stuff. You know, this is yeah. how I spend my time. Yeah. And I I was filling in for. Uh, and I, I don't even like saying his name anymore, but the, 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 the guy who used to be here at 5 to 7 before Steve got the show. And um, I was filling in, and we were talking about Lincoln. And I had read... Why don't, why don't you like saying his name? Walsh? You triggered, brah! He's a moron. I never bought his shtick, brother. You know how hard it was for me to bite that for the last year? Anyway, um, I was, uh, had just read a Thomas DiLorenzo book, Unmasking Lincoln. And did you read the book? No. I'm going to tell you something. You would love I've, it. I've had a number of people tell me quite a Dude, bit about it. Yeah. I interviewed him on the show later. I read this guy's book, and I remember being in, in history class and thinking to myself, boy, this is awful weird that over a million Americans were killed, right? The atrocities that one American did to the next. And the idea by government that... You, you know how we could win this war is if we go to their houses and 
kill their women and children yeah. and burn their houses down. Basically. I mean, that's that's what Sherman's March was. Yeah. And that's what Grant and they, that's what that well, was. Their, that's but, a simplistic view of Sherman's March, but sure. Yeah, but it, it's the actual plans is to burn down the civilian houses and destroy the towns. Well, it was destroying well, the crops because the, it was destroying anything that could support the Southern Army. Well, there also is a Union general who wrote a, an ordinance while he was in control of Louisiana because a woman insulted him that it was legal to rape the women. So this is the idea, and I, I remember listening to the this, and I'm thinking... water is muddy. I'm, I remember thinking, this is an atrocity of American history, yet it's touted as the greatest victory in American history. And the reality is, they swept a lot under that Civil War rug, yeah. aside from slavery. Yeah. Slavery was a component, there's no question and about it, it. And in the after... They they swept an awful lot up, uh, you know, underneath but, just to bring the southern states back into the fold. Right, there was a lot. And that then was here's the, it's the same thing. thing we did after World War II. We brought a lot of Nazis here. I mean, if you right, didn't ask exactly. a whole lot of questions, if you just want to be technical, you know how to do a rocket. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, come on in. Yeah, right. You employed Nazis. They're called the the, the paperclip papers. Yep, yep. it's very Operation interesting. Paperclip. Operation paperclip. Very interesting stuff. So, but what you're seeing by these kids today who are angry at their mommies and their daddies and have these assumptions about strangers, they don't have the, the inquisitiveness to, be, to seek knowledge. No, they're not self-starters either at all. And, you know, I, the greatest story, and I will never embarrass my friend because he's my friend. I'm in the cigar store, and this kid comes in, and I hung, I hung a, a support the blue wreath in my store window. And they come in, and they, they, this girl, she's yelling about, I'm a racist and this and that. And I'm sitting there because her mother's there. And my friend, who happens to not be of white descent, sticks his head out. He said, son, honey, he's a lot of things, but he's not a racist. This is, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just they, they look at strangers and they think they know you and they condemn not just people, but they condemn freedom itself. And all of their demands, as you listen to what they're demanding, are for absolute and total control of everyone and everything. And only 10% know it because the other 90% are simply repeating something that someone else said that made them feel good. Yeah. And, you know, you add that with the with Corona and you forget that there's 7.6 billion people in the, on the planet and 65,000 have Corona and you're changing the world. It's just... Crazy. Lewis, thanks for calling the Liberty Hour. How are you? Good afternoon, uh, Sean. Thank you. Hey, Sean. Yes. Uh, where, where was you? I didn't see you down at the Lollapalooza. <laughs> no, you the Lollapalooza. It was Lollapalooza, wasn't it? Did you see that? Yeah. It, it was a Lollapalooza down there at Grand Park. You know, uh, yeah. people, came from out the, people came from the suburbs into the city, and uh, they were drinking, smoking, singing, dancing. Did you see the and, dance? Uh, yeah, and, and, and no social distancing, uh, no mask. Everything was all right until we moved the party to Lori Lightfoot's house. And then the statues came down. Lewis, what happened to, my, what happened to Taylor Street? All of a sudden they folded up. What happened? All the, when I was a kid, we used to drive down there for lemonade. I'd get in five fights. All of a sudden you could take everything down and there wasn't one argument. I don't get it. I, I don't you know, I used to drive in from Melrose Park to Taylor Street. It was a big problem. They, were, they didn't like even the other Italians coming in their neighborhood. Now they're letting statues get taken down. What happened to Taylor Street? Did all the tough guys move out? Might be too fat to move. I don't know. Uh, I, I, 
Either they moved out or they sleeping with the fishes. Lewis, I'll tell you what, though. It is funny to see. I'm glad somebody else thinks this is all a big dance party because I couldn't believe the actual footage of what was going on. And the idea yeah. that people are still touting this as some, some civil rights movement when all this is is a big show of force and fascism. And what, you, what people of every race... And every political belief should recognize is we are living in, a, in an age when one person can make a change that can affect your life instantly. This is America. That's not supposed to happen. These mayors, hey, hey, these people aren't supposed to have this power. You sound like you're not enjoying your little taste of socialism. No, I'm not a fan, Lewis. I don't know why. I was, I was born with the opportunity, and my grandfather told me, you got, it. you got every opportunity. Go get it. I believe them, Lewis. I don't like the fact that reality is making him a liar. Thank you, Lewis, for listening, and thank you for calling the show. Liberty Hour will be back. I enjoyed that call. 312-642-5600. I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out, and I'm going to make you walk home. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody so as you know, Lewis asked, how come I wasn't in Grand Park? I don't Everybody go east of Harlem Avenue unless I have to go to the Onion Roll, which I do love their pastrami and the original bagels. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I immediately turned my car around because I can't stand the idea that the sewer... They got the cameras now all over the place. They they, they they get you in these speed zones that they, they're still getting the school oh, yeah, speed zone. The schools aren't going back. You think the, the, the tickets aren't going to keep Every coming? Every dollar you the, spend in that city fuels that machine. Yeah. I don't want to so, pay them five cents. It's bad enough. We're already going to bail them out. The state of Illinois is already going to bail them out. But, you know, I do. I made the decision when I realized the trajectory of Illinois. I stopped really practicing real estate unless people would beg me and they were dear friends of mine because I I... I didn't care about making the commission when I was, in fact, hampering my customer. And in good conscience, you can't tell somebody, hey, buy a piece of this corrupt bankruptcy we call Illinois. Everything will turn out peachy. And it turns out after the last eight years, it's really imploded. And I was proven correct. And um, the last time I really got involved with Illinois politics was for Jeannie Ives against Bruce Rauner. And I really wanted her to win. In fact, I still have her sticker on my window of the car I leave in, in Illinois, because I, I won't even buy a new car because of the taxes. But anyway, I, that broke my heart when she came within that breath of, of Bruce Rauner and did win. So I kind of detached myself. And then I'm aware of, obviously, the politicians and the scoundrels that are all around it. Sean Caston, what a self-enriching fraud, as he's little daddy's green energy heiress. And they, they, he writes all the bills to pay off the old man's business. He's just this crooked... It's Grand Avenue. And uh, I get a, a, a text from a, a listener on Facebook. For those my Facebook. that don't know, Grand Avenue is pretty crooked. Grand Avenue is crooked. Yeah, goes left and right. And there's some young woman who is a Democrat candidate for DuPage County Board. Yep. Boy, if it's anything like Cook County's board, those are some handsome people. Do you ever see a bigger group of ugly human beings in, well, in, in your world? Pull up Cook County commissioners and look at that freak show that you should have to pay a dollar to look at. Yeah, when I was in my early 20s, my mayor was also a state senator, and his twin brother was on the board, and I'm pretty sure they used to fill in for each other. Oh, sure. Various times. What's, what good's a twin if you can't have them work for you? Shaw's. Anyway, um, she's, she's got a Twitter 
thing, and I went to log on to it because apparently she was celebrating. Well, she deleted the, the tweet and she made her feed private. Well, that's what I was going to say. I never saw this before. The screenshots are, are still around because screenshots live forever. So you can go on Twitter. I even have Twitter. I don't even know this. Maybe that's because you set it up for me. But Twitter <laughs> is the account tweets are protected. Only confirmed followers have access to it because right. what this... What this 20-something-year-old... She had to close it down because... Dimwit. Let's face it. She's a 20-something-year-old dimwit who's Muslim, so she's got the the, the napkin wrapped all around her, and that's why she's running. Nobody in DuPage would take this kid, this this know-nothing seriously, but she fits the categories of affirmative action, right? She's religious. Apparently, that's now in. People might be afraid to say something bad about her for fear of... uh... Yeah. Yeah. And she is celebrating now as as law enforcement, which, by the way, government law enforcement, the government she's trying to get a job with, who are there to kind of stop these these train riding hobos of today from destroying the city. Right. Well, there was a there was a little video that showed a line of federal police officers and uh, they were dressed in tactical gear Uh and there was destruction all around them. So they're obviously in the middle of a riot situation. And they're standing there blocking, you know, a certain area, and one of them gets pegged in the head with what looks to be a, a bottle of frozen water. I couldn't really see the, they the were, quality's they, not the best. Did you see that they might bl- have blinded it up to five guys? But they pegged this guy in the head, and what she she retweeted it, and, uh, and it was an Andy Ngo uh, tweet. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's been doing really great reporting, actually. If you followed, it's Ngo is his last name. Uh, he's, he's really good. But if you uh, if you watch it or if you look at her tweet, basically the screenshot, she says, "I can't stop laughing when I watch this. I'm watching it over and over." Mm-hmm. It's 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 a cop getting pegged in the head with a with a hard object and being injured. Yeah. So, you know, here's your elected your prospective elected officials, DuPage County, choose wisely. Democrat proud, right there. Unbelievable. What a, what scum? You know, do they do scum these is people? The here's the, what I like about how stupid these kids are. These kids, you think that the police are the ones that are are hard on you and that if they go away, you're somehow going to be better. You, you do understand the police are, are protecting you from me. They're not, they're not persecuting you. You think men in this country are going to let you threaten their wives and their kids and break the windows of their businesses. You think men in this country are going to sit idly by as you run around with your binky in your mouth, calling for more control of strangers lives they're just going to sit there and take it? Let me tell you something. The only thing saving you people is, is the police from me. They're not there to prosecute you. It's ridiculous. You just think we're just going to take this? Do they understand that we are just, we're hoping that they realize it's better to be civilized and get along? That if they think this is a riot, this isn't a riot. It's a bunch of kids throwing a temper tantrum, listening to music to the left, to the right, just like Grant Part Lewis was talking about. Yeah, when they talk about young people being lazy, they're even lazy when it comes to rioting. I mean, you know, L.A. showed us rioting in the early 90s. Yeah. Detroit showed us rioting in the late 60s. Like, the, the riots today are really lackluster. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The ignorance of these kids today. They're not putting the effort in. Ignorance. You know, that's the thing when they were going to riot through the streets. You think my neighborhood is the only neighborhood where the guys who own the stores went outside with the, with the pistols? No, I think and the hammers? pretty much everywhere. I think that's everywhere. Yeah. I think don't discount the American man. I'm there going to tell you what. There was a great video out of Flint. I think it was Flint, Michigan. It was either Flint or Dearborn yeah. um, where they were interviewing this guy. I think he was from Egypt. He's like, I came here from Egypt in the 70s, and I built this store from the day I, I, I started working at it's this an store. American. Eventually, I bought the store. I improved. I, I 
grew the store into the place next door and everything. They think yeah. they're going to come here and break by. And he holds up what looked like an M60. I, I, I don't know <laughs> what it was. It. Yeah. I'm pretty good with guns, and I just I don't even know what it was. But it was like, okay, that that right there. And I'll tell That's you what, a deterrent. <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching on these these moron networks, these socialist propaganda pravdas yeah. as they're showing, look at the violence. And every once in a while, somebody will arm pet punch a bike messenger. Right. And they're like, look at the people, how violent they are towards. Yeah. And Box. do you think that's violent? Let me tell you something. That's a family party where I come from. All right, Peggy. Where's the clicker here? Can you give me where's Peggy? There we go. Peggy, thanks um, for calling the show. How are you? Yeah, um, not good. Um, I heard the, the mayor. Uh, what she did with the statue of Christopher Columbus at two in the morning. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, she lost twenty dollars. I didn't think she is, municipal she is a workers coward, would do it. and she speaks the for the city. And that makes us a city of cowards. We got a yellow stripe right up our backbone. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of things that people may stand for, but after she played the lion with us and told us, well, we can't go to the beaches, we can't do this, we can't do that. And now she turns yellow. Well, Peggy, do you think she's a coward or do you think she agrees with the message? See, I don't think she's a coward. I think she saw an opportunity to do exactly what she wanted to do. I think she buys lockstep what these inf- in- misinformed children are telling her. Yeah, I'm not. I'm actually going to not pop back up because she has her TV or oh, radio right. or something on but back that, there. I mean, that's the truth. She didn't. Yeah. I don't think she did a, did something like against her. She was intimidated into it. I think she saw an opportunity to do something she wanted to do the whole time. Never forget, she is a part of the Democrat mafia Nazis. This is their ideology. These kids aren't rubbing them wrong. They're representing them the way that these politicians, these Democrats, wish they could. This is the reality of Democrat mafia failure right here. You're looking at it. And I got news for you. You elect Joe Biden, and the city of Chicago will be the norm throughout the country. 312-642-5600. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour, our last 20 minutes. Give us a call if you're here to participate, 312-642-5600. Lorenzo, you have an interesting question. Lorenzo, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Yes, sir. Uh, you, uh, I'm your first-time caller. Thank you. Uh, I'm from Grandin, Ogden. Hey. I'm I, Italian. I'm half Italian. In Melrose uh, Park, we had some family over there, though, Grandin, Ogden. That was a rough neighborhood. It, it, it was. It surely was. Uh, if, we, if we could knock now, you on speakerphone, uh, that'd be fantastic. One of, one of my friends uh, that... Uh, came from the neighborhood, a lifelong Democrat as I, Mm -hmm. he mentioned something about confusion coming from your radio show, Mm -hmm. that some of these lifelong Democrats are are voting for President Trump, are proud of him for what he's doing for America, but your anti-Trumpers are stating they're not. What cowards are they that they talk a big game, but they don't uh, stand up? Well, I think here's the thing, the way in which Trump is is governing and the way in which he is dictating can can offend both political ideologies. But I have to say something about the Democrats. To me, I don't know why a union Democrat from the city of Chicago would not support Trump. I don't know why a union Democrat, 
in the country would not support Trump. I don't know why a Democrat would not support Trump. If you look at the Trumponomics, the fiscal ideology of Trump, it is the 60s and 70s and even 80s Democrat fiscal policies. So if you well, if sure. they're really, you know, Lorenzo, if they're really that old world Grand and Ogden Democrat, they are in total, absolute financial agreement with Donald Trump and his governing. Right. Well, sir. So so there is no reason for the Democrat, the old Democrat, not to in, embrace Trump. Me. You got to remember now, Lorenzo, I'm I'm that guy that uh, that Reagan era. I was in high school in the 80s. I was that guy go out there and he ripped down some regular the vast majority of regulations and had that boom of entrepreneurship, of independent business people, of the go ahead and practice capitalism. We're going to lower taxes. So to me, I, I got swept up in that whole Austrian economics of capitalism, pure and simple government corrupts it. And then I live in Chicago and I live in this area where I watch the mafia went from those corner stores on Grand and Ogden, those taverns and those social clubs. It went to City Hall. Right. I mean, why be a well, gangster the, when it went? The fact, is, the fact is, and I respect everything you're saying, yeah, yeah. but you need to uh, get a little more spine and drop the anti-Trump rhetoric as you're not going to vote for him. But you're not going to vote for Joe Biden either. Well, no, I've but said the, you have to support Trump. In this election, but you have to understand the 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 philosophy that I live by, right? The philosophy, the philosophy that 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 people who really like America is an anti-collectivist philosophy, right? So I don't want to, Sean. The reason why uh, I'm sorry, but the reason why Mayor Lightfoot took down the statue in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. is because she knows the leadership of the Italian uh, Democrats. The leadership of the Italians in Chicago will still probably vote uh, Democrat. Oh, I mean, come on, Lorenzo, uh, you're you're as yeah, old as I, I am. Assure you, I, I assure you, she's wrong because I'm. I would say seventy percent of them finally got a wake up call that they're going to vote for Trump. And you know, Lorenzo, finally, the, the first the first opening segment of my of my my show was. I think they're really reading these polls wrong. And I think that even the old Democrats, like, your, you know, the 70s and 80s Democrats, they're going to look mm-hmm. at what's happening, to, that these are, identify them for what they are. These are socialist, fascistic Nazis. I mean, the only thing they're missing well, is the sure. uniform. The only thing these Democrats well, miss sure. is a uniform. And the, and the old-time Democrats are going to say, this Trump isn't so bad. What did he do that was so bad? And they're going to come well, up. He talks like, uh, the, the thing about it is, he talks like, the Grand and Ogden, the uh, the average you know Democrat yeah. uh, that just talks out of their heart. They you know why you know why he talks sometimes where people think he's offending them. He's not offending them. He's just talking with passion. Well, here and when you have a media that is trying to stab you in the back, no matter what you do, you got to have a tough side. And, and t- the reason why I'm supporting him because he's trying to do everything to clean up the swamp in Washington. And that smelly, no good swamp started in Chicago when President Obama brought all his Chicago cronies from Chicago uh, way corruption all the way to Washington. Yeah, and here's so what you got to hope, Lorenzo. You got to hope it works. You got to hope. You got to hope that this works because if that 
system is ingrained in Washington, which I think it already is, if it's ingrained in Washington half as much as it's ingrained in the mafia capital of Chicago, the country's over with, kid. And you know that. Well, yes, sir. And you know what? In, in the first three years of uh, President Trump's uh, you know, election, you know, as president, mm-hmm. all, all he was doing was trying to avoid impeachment. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, that's why I'm going to tell you something, too, Lorenzo. I do think that after he wins this time, I do think there's an opportunity for the people like me to maybe sway him back to capitalism. But I do also know there's nothing for the people like me in a world run by the Democrat mafia Nazis calling themselves Democrats. Lorenzo, thanks for the call and thanks more for listening. I do appreciate it. Short break. Hang in there if you're on the line. I promise, Bart, Joe, I'm going to get to you. 312-642-5600. You're going to get used to wearing them chains after a while, Luke. But you never stop listening to them clinking. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. This is The Liberty Hour. I was thinking about Lorenzo's call, and, you know, it's funny. If you're not offending these children pretending to be a workforce, a generation in America. You're really doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. Because these are feminine, social justice engineers, fascists that they are, deserve to be slapped into reality. I'm not talking physically, intellectually, because they're really not smart. I'm sorry, they're not. And what they have is contempt for anyone who doesn't agree with them, and even some of those that do. And what they're promising you is absolute and total seizure of your liberties and your freedom. I mean, it is out of the closet now, boys and girls. They are telling you from Joe Biden telling businesses what their minimum that they will pay people is to the way in which they're telling lending institutions how to operate. I'm trying to think of a faction in society that government doesn't have the first and last say so in. And I'm hard-pressed to do so. Bart, thanks for calling the show. How are you? How big could I be, Daddy-O? I'm talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. I use a cigar, but uh, I'll tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right away that's going to explain my long-held affection for your show. All right. I'm a musician, and forever, everybody I know says, you're this right-wing guy. You're this right-wing and All my friends on the right have been giving me so much crap for the last 10 years because... I would say things like, uh, no, body cams. We've got to have body cams for the police. They've got to be held accountable. No, 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 no. Back to blue. Back law enforcement. Or I'd say, I'm against the death penalty because I believe government would screw up a one-car parade. <laughs> I'm not a one-thing-or-the-other guy. How dare you? I'm a guy who thinks. And that's... But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What we've done is to tell these children that if you fling garbage at my cops that and wait a week, we'll give you your way. Mm-hmm. All right. That's exactly That's got to stop. You fling garbage at the cops, and you'll get your way. You're raising two daughters, right? Yeah. I've raised two magnificent children. I have never told them that if you set this house on fire, I'm going to reward you. Oh, it's outrageous. I don't, it's, a, it's a line in the sand. But you know what's funny, Bart? There are generations of people, and I'll say too deep, that have done just that. That the worse their kids behaved, the more rules they broke, the more they gave them, the more control they gave them over the family. These are those kids right now 
They're spoiled. Oh, yeah. Entitled. You want to be friends with your children. Well, the, you've got spoiled, entitled, ignorant, and arrogant people making rules. That's never yeah. good. That is never a good thing. And here's the other reason, Bart, is that for 50 years, and I mean this, this is something that irks me, and I call out anybody who does it. We have allowed socialists, fascists, and communists to hide behind the word liberal. If you believe in the founding of America, if you believe in the principles of America, you're a liberal. I'm a liberal. No, I'm an actual liberal. Right. I believe in differing viewpoints. But the, I believe in people being able to, to to express things using their words, not throwing garbage at the police. And and we don't believe in governments seizing the rights of 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 individuals or businesses or or entire industries because they feel if they were in control, it would run on a more virtuous scale. So that's what America is. That's what American liberalism is capitalism it's, because you're it's forced virtue. Ab- actual, it's forced right. morality. That's exactly if right. you don't provide a, a, a service or a product that I like, I'm free to go elsewhere. And, and that's liberalism in the classic sense. Correct. But, but that has, the, that has a, a component to it, a virtue. And for 50 years, we've allowed communists and socialists to hide behind it. So, Bart, I say we start with step one. From now on, when somebody tells you they're a liberal, but as they speak, they want to practice force, coercion, and fascism, we call them what they are. And that's why Chicago Democrats, they're not Democrats. They're mafia Nazis. Thank you, Bart. Oh, yeah. For Oh, I hung up a little bit early on them. But we, I, I do want to get to something earlier. How much time I have in this segment, kid? Yeah, about a minute and a half. Joe, you got a minute and a half, kid. Thank you for hanging on. Joe? He might have yeah, oh, yeah, I'm oh, here. Go ahead. You there? Yeah, you got yeah. about a minute and 30. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, my, my two, my, I don't have an ounce of Italian blood. All right, that's okay. <laughs> my two oldest friends, their mothers were, were, were Italian. They helped raise me. Mm-hmm. My first job at 13 was a busboy at Orgo's in Hillside. Sure. Uh, I labored for the, uh, the Benedictus family, uh, Italian bricklayers. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, they built half this country. Yeah. Italian bricklayers and laborers built half of America. For Mayor Lightfoot to be tearing down the statue. Yeah. Well, do you know, do you know here's a funny thing. You know, Italians... I am half Italian, not all, not all Italian. But do you know how how Italians were were treated in this society at the turn yeah, of the like, century, at the, at the turn of the nineteenth century? I mean, do you know that sure. the Ku Klux Klan actually hung, shot, and 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 harassed Italians copy, j- copy. just as yeah. much? So I mean, there is so much ignorance that. Thank you, Joe, for the call. There's so and the much, Irish and Catholics in general. Yeah. So much ignorance in this whole thing where all of a sudden we've allowed, because of our own ignorance, do you realize that there was indentured servitude among Caucasians? That's what really started before blacks ever came here? Did you know that? All of a sudden it's like Christopher Columbus was in the slave trade. That's not true. That's not true at all. Blacks were not imported here for the first, what was it, 60 or 70 years that America was going on. So the, the original slaves were white. They were called indentured servants. Now, here's the difference. They did it for 12 years, and they were given what was called freedom, which was absolute bigotry and, 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 and poverty. Only they were whites. It isn't about a race issue. It's about a, an, a mentality issue. Stop judging people in groups and realize we're individuals. 312-642-5600. Let my people go! 
This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. You know, as I watch the Bolsheviks, liars, and Marxists seize a race argument to hide behind a cloak of virtue, I wonder why aren't they speaking out about, you know, countries where slavery still exists, like Africa or Saudi Arabia or numerous I mean, other. Africa is not a country, but okay. yeah, okay. Well, it's a continent. Sure, but there are you know countries in that continent. I'd say that's what? true. I'd say what seven of them? Not all, but yes. Yeah. But seven of them that were there practicing the, the slavery. The west coast of Africa seems to be pretty strongly um, sort of indented yeah. into that, into their cultures. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's just such an ignorant, you know, I was so proud of, of but growing up. But then up. again, you've got the Chinese government that essentially has enslaved a few billion people. Yeah, that seems to be a problem. And, um, you know, I, I was so proud about being an American all my life. I really was. Not just because I was raised by guys who fought in World War II and Vietnam, but because... This was a country where you could do anything. Kids were taught from the time they were born. You can be or do anything, but it's up to you. You got to try and you got to work. And then I remember when I went to high school, I went to St. Joe's, which at that time had the, the largest black student body of any parochial school. And I didn't have a lot in common with the kids from Hinsdale who were thrown out of four high schools and then ended up at St. Joe's. My friends were the black. They were my, they were my friends they st- to this day. I never, I judged them by them, by, by men who they were. I was so proud to be their friend and have them my friend. And I watched as we became men. You know how many of them became millionaires? Quite a few. How many of them built wonderful lives to be proud of? Work in magnificent companies. Did things that they should be proud of, not because of their race, but because of the, who they are and as a person, their consciousness, their being. That's what's important. And that's the kind of race relations I remember there being. And in fact, I remember when other black people, strangers and celebrities were proud of this country. In fact, Macbeth, one of the proudest moments to me was in 1991 when they weren't kneeling. They weren't walking back to their locker rooms. In fact, what happened then is that all black athletes, black people in the stands and people throughout the country loved it as a black woman saying the best national anthem i've ever heard and that's how i want to end my show i've had a great time thank you for listening i so appreciate it we'll be back stay tuned to 560